You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. No matter where you live, disaster can strike at unexpected times. If your power fails or another emergency happens, what should you do? We talk to an expert. If you just sit quietly in your house and listen to the hum and think, what are all of those things? What do I do about all of those things if all of a sudden the hum stops? Then, are intruders targeting your home? We'll interview an expert to learn the inside secrets of home intruders so you can stay safe and avoid a home invasion. Contrary to popular belief, picking a lock actually takes a little bit of skill. And the average thief is not going to be well-versed in picking locks or bumping locks. Those two stories and much more are coming your way on this week's InfoTrack. Stay with us. The program gets started right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. No matter where you live in America, you just never know when something unexpected might happen. Mother Nature might suddenly wreak havoc with a major storm, or a major utility might have a failure. How can you protect your family and be ready when disaster strikes? Well, we found someone with the answers Family preparedness expert, Kathy Harrison. Kathy, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you so much for having me. You've written a book titled Just In Case, How to Be Self-Sufficient When the Unexpected Happens. And we're going to talk about some of the uh, tips you give in your book, and there are a lot of them there. But first, what are the risks of something bad happening to someone? Are these storms and things hyped by the media, or is there really a good chance of something bad happening at random? We all have a certain level of exposure to something happening that's unexpected. Where you live determines, to a great extent, what those risks are. For instance, if you live in Oklahoma, you don't need to worry too much about hurricanes, but you really need to think about tornadoes. If you live in West Texas, I'm thinking ice storms are probably not high on the list of things you worry about, although from time to time that's been known to happen. But you have to give some thought to severe heat emergencies. Earthquake territory out in California, not as big a problem if you live in Florida, but then you're susceptible to hurricanes. One of the first things I suggest people do is look around them and assess exactly what your risks are. In terms of disaster, what are some of the things that you need to think about to keep your family going? Obviously, food would be one of those, I guess. Food is really high up in the list of priorities, and one of the other things I suggest people do is just keep track for about two weeks. What is it that I eat every day? What are the things that I'm really at risk if I'm without? For instance, if you have a baby, you need to think about formula and baby food. If you have someone on a special salt-free diet, well, you know what? Storing cans of stew is probably not a good idea. They're pretty high in sodium. But think about your family, your situation. 
What are the foods I eat? What of those foods store well? And if they don't store well, what can I get that does store well that is a good substitute? I'm actually making a shopping list here just before you called. And I tend to keep on hand cans of mandarin oranges, cans of pineapple, cans of citrus. Now, we remember all the stories about Y2K and people who had basements and garages full of this freeze-dried food. I guess nobody really wants to get stuck with a mountain of food that's going to expire, though, right? They really don't, and that's why I suggest the OR system. And what it means is first you organize your home. You see what it is that you use, what are you short on, what do you need, and you acquire it. You get those things. But the R is important in OR, and that is rotate. Don't buy what you aren't going to eat. (laughs) So we eat out of our storage food probably three to four days a week, and I treat my storage food rather like my supermarket. Hmm. So once a week, I go downstairs and I bring up those things that I need for the rest of the week, the spaghetti sauce that I canned the summer before, the jelly that I just finished making, maybe another jar of peanut butter because I bought it when it was on sale and I bought a case of it. That way you know that your stores are always being moved. You're not stuck with food that you won't eat. That you might as well just set fire to the money out in the backyard. And I'm sure that should the power go out, should we be forced to rely on our store food for even a month, my kids are used to eating it. They're not going to be turning up their noses and saying, Mom, what is this horrible stuff? It's what they eat all the time. Now, for just survival, what do you recommend? Having camping gear on hand or a campfire stove, that sort of thing? A lot of people have gas grills in the backyard. That's not as much fun when it's 20 below zero and the wind is blowing. So what Bruce and I have on hand, we actually have, that's my husband, we actually have a couple of different things. We have backup systems to our backup systems. We have some camp stoves that can be used inside with Sterno. We do have a gas grill on one deck. We have a second smaller camp grill. Those need to be used outside or at least in a place with good ventilation, and I cannot stress this enough. You cannot burn things like charcoal in your house. It will release carbon monoxide into the air, and you can die. It is not something to fool around about. We also have a solar oven, and we also have a propane stove with a top that we can cook on. It's not going to get hot enough to sear a steak, but it's going to get plenty hot enough to heat up spaghetti sauce. So you have to have several systems in place. And then think about realistically for your family, how long are you thinking about? I'm thinking that we could be housebound for as much as, say, six weeks in a flu pandemic. Well, I want to make sure I've got enough fuel on hand for those six weeks. The next thing to think about is lighting, and it's extremely important if you've got children. When the lights are out, it gets scary. It's Mm -hmm. hard to work. It's hard to get anything accomplished. Sure. For us, we have found the most reasonable thing. Are We have a whole bunch of hurricane lamps. They're inexpensive. I think you can pick one up for certainly under $15. And we use a liquid paraffin lamp oil. Again, it's not dreadfully expensive. We have a lot stored up. But it sets off a very nice light. You can use kerosene, but I don't recommend it for people with asthma. It can really exacerbate that. And the light is a little funny, it's kind of yellowish, and it doesn't smell really good. Once you've thought about that, if you just sit quietly in your house and listen to the hum and think, what are all of those things? That's my furnace and my washing machine and my microwave and my refrigerator. 
what do I do about all of those things if all of a sudden the hum stops? So think a little bit about refrigeration. I do not recommend that people go out and buy those, you know, enormous bottles of, say, of mayonnaise. Because what do you do with the leftovers? <laughs> you make point. tuna fish salad, but if you're stuck with a gallon of mayonnaise, it's going to go bad. You're much better off storing some small jars that can be used in a couple of servings because refrigeration is something that's tough to replicate without electricity. We're talking on InfoTrack with Kathy Harrison, the author of Just In Case, How to Be Self-Sufficient When the Unexpected Happens. And, Kathy, we've talked about if you're homebound and, you know, to have the food and other essentials on hand, what happens if you have to pick up and leave your home and go somewhere, you know, to escape some problem situation? What do you need to plan for there? We have at our house what we consider our go bags. These are the bags that if I say time to leave, the kids know you grab your go bag and get out of the house. And I can think of sometimes wildfire, you need to go quickly. If your own home is on fire, you need to go fast. If there's a chemical spill and you need to leave to get to an area with cleaner air, you need to go quickly. So what do you need? Do you take medication every day? Keep a three-day supply in that go bag. A change of clothes. You want lighting. I suggest hand crank flashlights so you don't have to worry about the batteries going dead. I also suggest a hand crank radio so that you can keep abreast of what's going on in the world. You want to know when it's safe to return. What are the emergency experts in your area saying you need to do? Food and water, you can keep a three-day supply. We actually have in each bag a box of sort of an energy bar, a change of socks. There's nothing worse than, you know, cold, wet feet an emergency whistle, matches, some waterproof matches, and very important, a rain poncho and a space blanket. They take up almost no space. They're about as big as maybe a deck of cards. They're inexpensive, a couple of bucks a piece, but how important to have protection from the rain. And a space blanket is really useful for protection from the cold. I suggest a piece of paper and a pencil so that you can leave a note if you need to, and also a sheet of contact information. You really want to know how to reach people, and if all of your information is, you know, at home in your BlackBerry, that's not going to do you a lot of good. Bruce and I spent a very profitable, oh, I don't know, a couple of days, and we gathered together all of our family essential information, birth certificates, adoption decrees, our will, my kids' immunization records, the deed to our home, all of the stuff that you cannot replace without it being just a nightmare, social security cards, all of it went into one folder, gets by my bed. If I had to get out of my house fast, that folder's going with me. Hmm. Because how important is that stuff? If you're at home, how can you keep some water without, you know, building a cistern or something? Can you just <laughs> use old used milk jugs or do you have I some other? I would suggest milk jugs. Milk jugs are made just for single use and they will degrade pretty quickly and start to leak. You could, however, use two liter soda bottles. As long as they're really well washed out, they're far sturdier, and those will do. I would put in, not a lot, a drop or two of bleach into each one, wipe the top with a little diluted bleach, and the same with the cap. And that will actually keep for a good long time. In fact, if you keep it in a dark, cool place, it'll last pretty much indefinitely. For some people, it seems just as easy to buy an extra gallon of water every time they go to the market, and those unopened will keep just about indefinitely. The problem with water, and it's twofold, it's cheap, but it's very heavy and it's very bulky. 
So having enough on hand is tough to do. If there are four people and you're saying a gallon a day, if you're talking three days, okay, that's doable. If you're talking three weeks, no, you'd need an addition onto your house. Yeah, really. So I also think it's really important to check out your neighborhood for other sources of water. Think about where else can you get it. And I think it's pretty important to have a water filtering system on hand. I think people are not always aware of how vulnerable their water supply is. For most of us, if we have no power, you have no water. You can't flush your toilet. Well, as the saying goes, disaster can hit at any time. So the book is titled, Just in Case, How to Be Self-Sufficient When the Unexpected Happens. A lot of great information here and can uh, certainly save your family in a dire situation. Kathy Harrison, the author. Kathy, we want to thank you so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you so much for having me. Next, the bad guys want to steal your stuff. We'll tell you how to keep burglars out of your house. Coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.